What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League podcast here on FanRag Sports. My name is Sebastian Noren. I have no Elliot with me today. I have no Polly with me today. But luckily, I have my good friend Carter Naki from KTAR out in Arizona. Carter, thank you so much for saving this show here today. You're going to give me that much pressure this early in the show? Yes. I'm not ready for that, man. 20, 20 seconds in, and you're already the savior. Oh, this is going to be a brutal, brutal, brutal podcast. <laughs> so I tell them to turn them off now, but no, listen, listen, yeah, listen. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep listening, for God's sake. So we're going to discuss what happened for the English sides in the Champions League here midweek, and then we'll take a quick look at the Europa League as we had two English teams in action there as well, and then take a little look ahead at two of the big games in the Premier League this weekend as Manchester City play Arsenal and Manchester United go up against Chelsea. But first and foremost, the Champions League, where if we look back on Tuesday's games, first and foremost, Chelsea suffering a 3-0 defeat on the road against AS Roma. And it was a thrilling first game between these two sides. It was a 3-3 draw, but then going back to Rome, I mean... El Sharabi scored in the first minute and then added a second after 36. And at halftime, you were like, this game is done and dusted. Yeah, that was kind of a shock to everybody, I think. I mean, Chelsea's a darn good team, but man, I mean, I feel like everyone kind of always glazes over Roma. They're like, oh, Roma, you know, will be in the group stage. They might come out of it and then they'll lose in the next round, but. El Shirawi is, I mean, I, I can't say his name either. I'm awful pet. He's a, I mean, he's a stud. Yeah, that no, first he, goal yes. coming through on that volley and just crushing it in the first minute. Like you could just, I mean, the wind immediately out of Chelsea's sails to use the old expression. Yeah, it's the perfect start for them at home, rabid fan base. And yeah, they have a solid team. They have a very strong central midfield with uh, Nangolan, De Rossi, and Strutman. Uh, those three, you know, when they're on their game, they can really dictate the pace of a game. And then up front, like you said, Sharavi, awesome. And Injeko has been phenomenal for them. And then Diego Perotti, who started this game, also got on the score sheet in the second half. So although Roma might, might not have what it takes to win the Serie A, they can still make some noise in the Champions League. So if we take a look at the table for them, Roma, with that win, clinched a uh, spot in the knockout phase. Chelsea sitting in second, one point behind them. And then Atletico Madrid in third with three points. So, I mean, they still have a four-point gap down to Atletico. So, I think Chelsea will be fine uh, going forward. But this was definitely a little bit of a wake-up call for them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they'll be fine going forward as well. I mean, you can't count out Atletico, though. And they've historically been one of the best, or not maybe historically, going way, way back. I mean, the last, you know, eight, ten years, they've been a contender in that every single season. Yeah, they've been really like, good. I'm not counting anything out yet. Well, this season, it just seems like they don't have the same... I mean, they're still good defensively, but they're not so solid as they were. And, I mean, getting a 1-1 draw at home to Quarabag, that is... That's a big misstep for them. So Chelsea was that, sort of... Yeah, it was really shocking, too. Yeah. Very, the whole team just seems off. So I, I don't know if they're just counting the days until Griezmann leaves, and then they'll get a bunch of money, and they can start you know retooling a bit. But uh, we'll see what Going happens. Going to sign there. a bunch of future All-Stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. 
the other English team in action that was Manchester United taking on Benfica that ended in a two nothing win for Man U, and you know after only getting a one nothing win in the first game on the road against Benfica, at least they got a second one here. Uh, thanks to an own goal by Svilar right before halftime. And then Daily Blint with the goal on the penalty in the second half. Uh, we should say that Anthony Martial also missed a penalty after 15 minutes. Which is really surprising. He's been so efficient this year. But maybe the nerves got to him. Who knows? I mean, Honestly, I was pretty surprised at Benfica. And that um, Silvar kid they have in goal is... He's going to be the future of a team, and it's not going to be that team. Someone will sign him, but he just needs to get an ounce of luck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who who he's trying to buy off in the goalie god world, but she's carrying it over the line in the first game, and then second game the ball hits your back and goes in. Like, what more can you do? Yeah, no, I he's I think... playing really well. He's eighteen. He's got. He'll be fine. But yeah. still, yeah, he's going to brutal, brutal plays. He's going to come good, and I think that. You know, if you look at teams like Benfica and Porto, they have this knack of finding really young, talented players, developing them, and then, you know, sell them on for big fees. So that's their business model. That's how they survive. So, yeah, he'll be fine. But yeah, just, I don't know. I mean, should we disclose the fact I'm a huge Manchester United fan? Because I think yes. we should. Yes. I am. Yes, we should do that. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, they look good, though. They're look, you know, their attack is is finally coming back together after two or three years of looking absolutely lost. But I, they need if they're going to make any noise in the later rounds, Pogba needs to be back and healthy. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that I, I like the fact that Mourinho went with McTominay and Matic for this one. It was nice. I mean, McTominay did not have a phenomenal game by any stretch of the imagination, but he put in a solid ninety minutes in the Champions League. Yeah, he really did. I think he he held his own a lot, which is what you want to see out of a young prospect like that, especially on a huge stage and coming through. Because let's face it, it's Manchester United. There's going to be injuries, and they're going to come at a really bad time. And knowing you have reserves that are coming through again, and who can make an immediate impact, and who can at least or at least hold their own, that's going to be big in the Premier League and in the Champions League. Because they, you know, hopefully bring home some more silverware this year. My fingers are crossed. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, because we've spoken on this show before that we don't really like the pairing Herrera and Matic. It's just not working right now. Maybe it can develop along the way, but right now it's not working. So I was happy to see McTominay get the chance there. And then, you know, when Pogba comes back, Fellini comes back, then we'll, you know, probably end up seeing Fellini on the pitch again, unfortunately. But that's a different do we, Yeah, story. do we have to see Fellini back? Uh, I mean, Is there, like, you know, a vacation we can send him on until the window opens? I mean, it would be nice, although he has been very effective for them uh, this season. So I know, it pain, I know. It pains me to say I that, know. but it happens. It happens. <laughs> so in the other game in Group A, we should say that United clinched their advancement to the knockout phase with that one. They got four wins in a row here, 10 goals a Four, one goal against. So that that's very, very good for them. Uh, the other game, uh, Sheshkal Moscow defeated Basel 2-1 to on the road. And my man Pontus Van Blum, the Swede, with the game-winning goal in that one. I have, his, I have his jersey hanging up here in my office. Why does that not shock me? I mean, Why does that not shock me? He's also, a, he's also a big hockey fan, so we have a lot of things in common. He's a big, oh, well, there you go. But big, yeah, I mean, big hockey fan. All right. 
we shouldn't be, you know, really stunned that United came out of this group, which is nice to say as a fan that we now have the confidence of going, we should, we're going to beat who we should beat to get mm-hmm. out of this group and then worry about the group stages later. Because to be honest, the, the group A is just not that strong of a group. It's really not. It's not like some no. of the, you know, if you look over at like H or, I mean, even C is still pretty close, you know, where yeah. Chelsea is. So, yeah, I think it's it's nice, but, I mean, they should be out of this group with, without breaking too much of a sweat. Yeah, but it's good, too, that they're done now after four games. They've already secured their advancement. That means that, in theory, at least, we know that Mourinho hates rotating a squad, but he could rest a couple of players for the, for the final two group stage games. Which is fine. I mean, you're going into the Christmas stretch. I mean, that's always brutal on Premier League teams. Yeah. Like, why not? You know, hey, if one of your guys needs to sit a game, sit him. I mean, if you're gonna, if you can afford to drop a game, you know, or get a draw, go for that. Yeah. I'd much rather see someone stay healthy going forward for the rest of the season than trying to, you know, win a pointless battle. Yeah. Uh, we should say also that uh, real quick, Group B, uh, PSG and Bayern Munich, they're moving on from that group. And uh, Group D, Barcelona and Juventus, which brings us to Group E, where Liverpool clinched also. A lot of teams clinching here after four games, which is uh, nice to see, I guess, even though it's Liverpool. Uh, 3-0 win over Maribor at home. Uh, after scoring seven on the road, I was confident that they would uh, thump them again, but only 3-0. Only 3-0 only in three the Champions nothing. League. Yeah. And they all came and in the, they, in the they second half. They didn't have a strong group either. So, I mean, they should win this one. And anyone who's playing Maribor should win three, four, five, six, nothing if you're playing at the Premier League level. Yeah. That's just that you should beat teams like that. And Liverpool's done what they need to do. And as a United fan, I sincerely hope they go crashing out in the group stages. Yeah. And I should put in a caveat here that United, they need one point to definitely secure. Like, if they lose both remaining games big, they can get knocked down to the Europa League. Same for... Well, what's I mean? Same hey, for... Everything's possible. Yeah, same for Bayern Munich. So, um, you know, I, I apologize there. Uh, and same for Barcelona and Juventus. They also need, like, a point each. Um, yeah, well, I mean, everything's possible, but is it likely that all of those teams go crashing out or that even one of them does? Not, not no, even close. No, I, I don't think I mean, so. you hear an easy draw. We're moving on. Yeah. No, it's me. To the next round. It's, it's me <laughs> misreading mis- the tables. I see the big X there, and I'm like, okay, they're through. No, actually. Uh, so Liverpool, they're at least guaranteed to play in the Europa League. But, I mean, they... Hey, they there you go. Yeah, they have eight points. They're in the top of their group. Sevilla second with seven points, and then Spartak Moscow with five points. So, you know, everything... They need, like, a point, and they'll be fine. Uh, yeah, one, they'll, be, one, they'll be fine. One team that is definitely through, that's Manchester City. After picking up four straight wins, defeating Napoli 4-2 on the road. Very good win for them. Napoli, a strong team this season. But a 4-2 win for City after goals by Otamendi Stones. So two center backs opening up the scoring for them. And then Aguero and Sterling. They I mean, are absolutely terrifying right yes. now. Yeah, they are lethal. 
I mean, you have a lineup that is probably one of the best money can buy in the entire world. And you have all of those guys who, a couple of them, like, you know, Stones had a couple bad games last season. Odomendi has been known to have a couple slip-ups here and there. But they have all congealed and then and meshed together so nicely that I, I mean, I don't want to do favorites or anything yet, but if they're not getting close to the finals this year, I would be pretty shocked. Because they are rolling through, and they're rolling. They're not beating, you know, bad teams. Napoli is not a bad team. No, they're a very good side. Like, and they are running teams over in the in Champions League and Premier League. They're just running everybody over right now. Yeah, and I mean that that pairing of Stones and Otamendi too. I mean, last season I thought they were very shaky together, very shaky. Yeah, hundred percent agreed. And this year they're just they're looking a lot like better. Whatever they need, they, they they seem to have it figured out. They're not quite at the absolute elite level center back pairings but they are very good yeah yep uh group g real quick besiktas at the top porto in second leipzig in third and then monaco in fourth i mean i know i know monaco sold off a lot of players and stuff like that but they're winless after four games that's not something you'd expect to see out of monaco especially a team that is traditionally pretty talented and at least remains competitive in every game. I think the uh, – I'm gonna. I know I'm going to botch his name, but Bakayoko, I think is how you yeah, say his name. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. L- losing him, I think, would make a big difference in that team. You don't have that big center man just winning everything in the middle of the field. Yeah, and then – Now yeah, all of a sudden M- you need to figure that out. Yeah, and then you had Mbappe scoring all the goals for him too, so – and he's gone. Yep, so exactly. That Those are two very, very tough losses. Then lastly, Group H, one team that is definitely going through, that is Tottenham Hotspur after beating Real Madrid 3-1 to at home. So very impressive win. Deli Ali with two goals, Christian Eriksen with the other one. My one gripe here is, though, that after this game, there was a lot of comments that, oh, this win you know, shows that Spurs are a top side in Europe. And I'm like, eh. I mean, yeah, you defeated. No. You beat Real Madrid at home. That's good. That's really, really good. But that doesn't cement you as one of the top teams in Europe. No, you're a top team in Europe when you go to Real and you beat them three or four times in a row. And yeah. you beat other teams. You beat some of the biggest teams in the world multiple times or at least remain competitive. And Real aren't playing that well right now. No, they aren't. Tottenham are. Yeah, so I, I think mean, they just caught him at a good time. And Tottenham, I don't want to take away Tottenham is a good team. I don't see him sustaining this though. I mean, I'm kind of confused if they do lose Harry Kane to that hamstring injury for a lot longer, or it continues to nag him the rest mm-hmm. of the season. I don't see another true big striker for like you know coming in and making a splash for him. They have a couple guys who are good, and Del Alley is probably one of the most talented young midfielders in the world. But without Harry Kane. I think they're just—they're not going to be as good or as competitive. And again, they're playing well right now, but traditionally Tottenham don't play well for an entire season. They have a good few months and then a bad couple months and a good few months, but never put together a whole year. So maybe they do, but I'm not going to give them too many or put my money on them quite yet. Let's say that. No, I mean, if they go and win this thing, then I'll be gladly call you one of the top clubs in Europe. Gladly make make oh, it to, yeah. make it to the final. I'll, I'll call you one of the top clubs. But beating Real Madrid in a group stage game, hold your horses a little. 
Uh, yeah, Real's focused on La Liga right now. They're busy. They're 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 going to make it through into the Champions League, and they're going to turn it on, and they're going to be in the top four like they are every season. Yeah, pretty much. So we're going to take a quick little break here. When we come back, we'll take a look at the two marquee matchups in the Premier League this weekend. So stick around. And we're back. Carter Naki is with me, and now we're going to talk about some of the well, two of the biggest games that are in the Premier League match day 11, and both of them are on Sunday. First, 11, no, 9.15, sorry, 9.15 a.m. Eastern time. Manchester City at home to Arsenal. So looking at City and just how lethal they have been, scoring 35 goals in 10 games while only allowing six goals. And then you have Arsenal in fifth Scoring 19 goals, allowing 13 goals in 10 games. On paper, I, on I paper, this can only end one way. Yeah, and it doesn't go well for Arsenal. There's, I'm sorry. I think Arsenal is a good team. Manchester City, as we talked about before the break, are elite right now. I don't. There's no way this game is even close. I think the Gunners will show a little bit of fight at the beginning. If City comes out and grabs an early goal maybe two even in the first half. I think Wenger panics and just starts either trying to sit everybody back to avoid embarrassment or throws everybody forward and gets completely embarrassed. Yeah. He's, they're just going to outplay him in every facet. I don't know. I just I don't like Arsenal in this game at all. No. No, especially on the road, too. Uh, I don't see the Gunners getting anything from this Um so we'll, we'll definitely one of the games to keep an eye on, though. Arsenal with, you know, their recent Board of Governors meeting and all the hullabaloo that was going on there. It's, it's, just, a, Good word. it's just a club that is not in, you know, it's not very zen right now if you're an Arsenal no, supporter. You have, you know, Sanchez has been making noise about leaving. Now Ozil's making noise about leaving. If he's listening, please come to Manchester United. Please, it'd be amazing. Um, We're going to play him, though. You have a team that... Well, I mean, has Juan Mata really impressed this year? Could we let him go, possibly? Maybe, but at the same time, I mean... Move on? I don't know. But yeah, yeah you're going to you do run into the same United problem. You have too many playmakers and not enough spots on the field. Exactly, and you don't... Then you got to force someone out wide. And I think Mkhitaryan has, re... has found his is groove he... now. Yeah, I think he's getting into it. He didn't have a great start to the season. I think he, I think the assists and the goals early, he was benefiting a lot from the players around him. But mm-hmm. I think now he's stepping up with the opposite of Pogba. But I mean, Shaw hasn't looked that good at left back. Could, could we put Ozil back there, please? Just come <laughs> just, to Manchester United. Just, just have a very offensive <laughs> left back. It's basically yeah. We'll, with... we'll just go for yeah. We'll go the two defender route. Yeah. Exactly. Just attack the the whole time. Yeah, so Arsenal coming off a scoreless draw at home against Red Star Belgrade in the Europa League. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they still, they, yeah, they still top the group. They have 10 points. Belgrade, they're in second with five. So they're fine. And then we should say the other team that w- was playing in the Europa League, that was Everton, and they lost again. Everton is just a hot mess right now. They look atrociously bad like there's not even highlights no it's just it's like watching a team that has no clue what they're doing which is weird because i always associate everton with being a good team but an organized team and a consistently i don't want to say necessarily productive but i mean they're a good team 
Like they tend to stick together well. They tend to play well. They move the ball well. They're not going to excite you by any means, but they just seem like they are completely lost. Just have no leadership. I don't know what's going on over there, but I just don't want to watch it on TV anymore. So if they could start booming that game over to the Facebook stream, that'd be fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they suffered. Or they even stream Europe on Facebook. Um, that's the Champions League now. And been I now. think it's just Champions League, but I, I'm not too sure about yeah. that. I can't. I can't say I pay too much attention to Europa League now that United are back in the Champions League. So. Uh, yeah, I don't want to bash it too much because we won it last year, but yeah. Europa League's awful. It's a, tro- <laughs> it's a trophy. It's a trophy. Yeah, I mean they they stood up fairly well, and then at the end, you know, it just fell apart. Uh, Traore scored 68th minute, then Awar 76th minute, and then Memphis Depay, former Manchester United player, Memphis Depay with the last goal there in 88th minute. Would have been nice to see him turn into something, but not all dreams come true. Well, that was just. I think that it was a too big of a move too soon for him. It got to his head. There were, you know, a lot of reports of him, you know, in, enjoying life as a professional soccer player in England. That is such a nice way of putting it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, I mean, you had him come in, and we don't have to stay on him too long, but, I mean, you can't throw a kid his age on that big of a move. You don't, you don't throw him the number seven at Manchester United immediately. No. That's a number that's earned through time and respect. And, I mean, that's like a historic number there. And, yeah, I think they just threw everything they had at him. And he couldn't necessarily handle it. I think he's still going to be a good player. And as far as I know, United do have a buyback clause. So, hey, worse comes worse, he turns into the stud that he was, and we give him another shot. I mean, that would be nice. But, I mean, I almost almost feel like the number seven shirt has lost some of its magic. It has. I mean, because we had, what, Ronaldo was in it for a little while. Yeah, you had David then Beckham. Then Valencia wore it. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, then Michael Owen wore it. Yes. And then Memphis Depay wore it. So yeah, I, after after Ronaldo, it basically went downhill. Can we just get Ronaldo back, maybe? Sure, why not? I'm just hey, it's, I'm feeling good. I just want to, you know, I, I'm just trying to put all the good mojo out there. Oteil and Ronaldo can come, and then we can just sell Flaney for a hundred million dollars. Oh, there and you go. And it's all happy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just need someone who'd be really stupid to pay a hundred mil for Fellini. Uh, uh, that's fair. Yeah. So <laughs> as we're in on the United train here, they play away to Chelsea, eleven thirty a.m. Eastern kickoff for that one, and it's another. You know, they do have the benefit of playing after that city game but i still feel like this every game for them now is a must win if they're going to keep a relative close gap to city at the top i mean it's five points yeah, different that, right yeah. now you can't let that go any further not the way city's playing right now no this is this is a must win you because i mean as we just talked about city's going to beat arsenal there's no question about it and yeah united has to keep pace and, I mean, there's some good storylines coming out of this one, too. Like, you know, we have the whole saga of Murata that was coming to United for the whole beginning of the summer. Then all of a sudden that's off. But we end up with Lukaku, who's been pretty darn sensational so oh, yeah. far this season. And then Murata goes to Chelsea. So now it's going to be – and the storylines for both are kind of, can they bolt, can they score against the big rivals in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. They're going to have to answer that on Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, Morata, he's been really good for Chelsea. I think Lukaku has been excellent for United. And, 
you know, we we have rumblings too that Slatan is getting closer and closer to being one hundred percent. I I'm more Zlatan. Bring him on, please. Yes. Like, let's do this. I cannot wait to see him and Lukaku attacking together. That's going to be – that's terrifying. I, do, I mean, I – Coming up behind him. Whew, terrifying. Yeah, I just hope that Mourinho has the balls to play both of them at the same time. I do too. That's a good question because the way he tends to go into especially big games, the conservative approach mm-hmm. – I'd love to come. I remember the old days of United is coming out and just slaughtering. Oh, I love those. Just marauding down the flanks. God, those are good times. Yes. Hoping they get back to it. Yeah, that would yeah. be really good. But yeah. we'll see what happens Sunday. I mean, is, it, is Conte still supposed to be out? That was a rumor I heard going around that he might miss the game. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be out or not. You know, there's – I don't know what – did you see what the reason was for him not being there? Um, uh, it's a minor injury. I think the I saw a report. I want to, uh, a couple like you know sometime middle of the week that said he might miss the game. I think it was some sort of little knee injury, possibly nothing. It didn't seem like too serious. But if he's out and that leaves Matic just to control the entire midfield, I mean the whole game could run through him. And depending on how he plays, yeah, I mean that that's a really good game within the game too because you got two of the better defensive midfielders in the league going up against each other. And whoever can run the most and win the most balls is going to be, you know, that's going to give the other team a huge edge in this one. So mm-hmm. we'll see. And I think Matic, you know, leaving Chelsea in the summer, he'll probably be really fired up for this one. You know, Mourinho would love to get a win in this one. So I think it can be a very interesting game and it's, it will be an interesting game too, tactically between the two managers who are both, you know, big profiles. Uh, yeah, in their There's own you right. A lot of good storylines coming out of this one. Yeah, I, I'm wondering though if United score, if Mourinho is going to match the intensity of Antonio Conte when Chelsea's, you know, when Chelsea score, Conte can go flying out in the stands, and I want to, I want to see Mourinho go totally bananas if United win this. I don't, I'm, I'm a little worried about Conte sometimes. I'm like, is that good for your heart? Probably not. Are you going to be okay? <laughs> Probably not. I, I mean, we're never going to – I don't think we'd see Marino do that even if United won the Champions League. He just has that kind of signature little fist pump, maybe the double arm raise, and then he's right back to business. But he's got the attitude. I like it. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. So I think – I mean, to me, watching the Arsenal City game – Okay, if you want to watch it, watch it. But I, I think the game of the weekend for sure is United Chelsea. They're, they're all almost always good games, and yeah. then just yeah, the storylines coming out of it. I, I can't wait for Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I would still hold Chelsea as a slight favorite since they are at home and they usually play. Yeah, yeah you know that's fair. They play fairly well at home. I know they lost one nothing at home against City. So if you're gonna show that you're on par with City. Then you got to go beat you Chelsea. You have to go to Stanford Bridge and yep. beat them. Exactly. Uh, with that, we're going to say goodbye for this episode. Carter, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, I'll be coming back anytime you need me. Yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noren, Paulie's Picostel, and Elliot is Keats was better. Carter, give people your Twitter handle. It's Carter Naki. It's incredibly original. C-A-R-T-E-R-N-A-C-K-E. I tweet a lot about news, but there's soccer stuff in there too. There we go. Perfect, perfect. Until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.
Hook.